Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. This is Community Update on Sports Radio 960 AM, WSBT. Good morning, I'm John Hoffman. A fourth COVID vaccine will soon be available to Americans 18 and older. The CDC and FDA have given the green light to the Novavax vaccine. Local health officials believe it will be available in our area later this month. Right now, the federal government has 3.2 million doses of the vaccine. The Novavax vaccine does not use mRNA technology like shots from Pfizer and Moderna. Instead, it relies on a more traditional technology, similar to what's used in flu shots. The doses use harmless pieces of the virus known as spike protein that causes your body to create an immune response. The hope with this new shot is that those who have been hesitant to get vaccinated against COVID will change their minds. So I think it's a relatively small group that will say, okay, I feel more comfortable with this and I'll go ahead and get vaccinated. Anyone in that category, I certainly urge them to to do it because I think it's obviously to their benefit, but also to the rest of the community's benefit for them to be vaccinated. Two doses are required for the Novavax vaccine, given about three to eight weeks apart. You cannot mix and match the Novavax vaccine with other vaccines like you can with Pfizer and Moderna. The Novavax vaccine also cannot be used as a booster dose. WSBT 22's Taylor Gattoni reporting. A rally focusing on how the police engage a community member in distress. Faith in Indiana held a vigil less than 72 hours after Dante Cottrell was shot by South Bend police officers. Mayor James Mueller calls the tragic loss of the 51-year-old a shock. Community and faith leaders demanded change. They say their concern is that police are trained to use military-style operations in response to mental health crises. We want justice for all those affected by mental illness. South Bend community members rally after they say a 51-year-old man suffering from a mental health crisis was unjustly killed. The vigil was days after police shot and killed Dante Cottrell, who had a handgun and threatened to commit suicide. After nearly 40 minutes of negotiations, officers say Cottrell pointed the gun at the police. It resulted in South Bend SWAT shooting him in an open field behind a local elementary school. These children... To have this in the shadow of where they go to school, of where they live, uh, it makes me mourn for innocence lost. Kevin Hawkins brought his family with him to attend the Pray Act Change Vigil. He says he wants to lead by example so his son knows that instead of tragedy causing division in our community, we can all rally together to be peacemakers. I want my son to be a better man than I. So I want to show him everything that we need to invest in as far as our hearts are and our faith is in our community and the people in our community. The event was held by Faith in Indiana, who say they are heartbroken by the loss of life. They want the city to invest 10% of the police budget for licensed mental health professionals to help de-escalate situations where a member of the community is in distress. All these things are critical because we need to be much more sensitive to people in crisis. You don't deal with uh, people in crisis with violence. We need trained 
professionals. Faith leaders hope the police are better equipped with resources, so the next prayer doesn't include releasing balloons for a victim of a mental health crisis. The city will host a community action group to discuss crisis procedures on Tuesday, August 25th. Once officials release the time and location, we'll let you know. Meanwhile this week, police hosted their annual National Night Out Against Crime event at the police station on Sample Street. Officers want this building to be welcoming to the public, a place where people are greeted with dignity and able to share their concerns. We welcome the help. Painting a better picture of how police officers serve and protect the community. We're showing everyone that, you know, there's a human behind our badge. We're here to help and support the community. The South Bend Police Department put their best paw forward for National Night Out, a program that began in 1984 to promote community partnerships with police departments, providing citizens with the resources to be involved in crime prevention. Trust is, is gained. It's earned. It just won't happen. So events like this, uh, bringing people together, parents and children, grandparents, is the key opportunity to get that connection going. Trust that is more important than ever after a violent weekend in South Bend. Back-to-back -back shootings on the south side of the city injured four people. We're a community of one. We have to come together to stop the violence and stop the, the shootings and the violent crime in our city. A delicate partnership made even more difficult after the police shooting of a reportedly armed man during what appeared to be a mental health crisis. The result? Community debate on public safety versus mental health resources. With the incident still under investigation, one local woman says jumping to conclusions, especially in a world of social media, has to change. Knowledge is power, and the more individuals know what's going on in the community, not just hearsay, but detailed information, it'll be more of a help to our community, to our families, to our home. National Night Out is just one of the ways the South Bend Police Department is hoping to build partnerships throughout the community. Other events include pizza and popsicle patrols, community cookouts, and blood drives. WSBT 22's Ronnie Doss reporting. The city of South Bend wants to know how you want to invest back into your neighborhood. A new program called Ignite is dividing a $10,000 grant across South Bend neighborhoods. Neighborhood associations as well as groups must have five members to qualify for this grant. This is the first time the city of South Bend is offering this type of funding and they hope to continue it annually. The Ignite's $10,000 grant program is offered by the South Bend's Department of Community Investment and Engagement and the Economic Empowerment Team. On some level, this is a chance to, to revitalize around a real neighborhood level project that people can get excited about. Projects that will be considered within this grant are planting trees and flowers, a community garden, public safety like adding lighting, adding public art like murals and sculptures, as well as picnic areas, neighborhood identification signs, park benches, and many more creative project ideas. Several organizations are already speaking with neighborhoods on how they can revitalize and reinvest back into the community. La Casa de Amistad with our Westside South Bend committee is definitely fully committed to promoting and supporting our Westside South Bend communities, particularly down the Western Avenue corridor. So how can we beautify space? How can we add additional public art? Things not to be considered in this grant are tree removals, projects that have already begun, events, activities, operation salaries, and programs. Groups will have till November 2nd to apply, and the South Bend Economic Empowerment Specialist says they will know within that month if their project is approved to move forward. Hopefully three months is enough time to give your organization um, the ability to meet, 
to brainstorm, go back and forth a little bit about the feasibility of the ideas and the cost, develop a budget, and then submit that uh, application on November 2nd. The Economic Empowerment Team asks that you contact them if you have any questions about this grant. WSBT 22's Ashley Dagger reporting. Students will return to school in the coming weeks, and teachers want to know what knowledge they've lost during the summer months spent away from the classroom. The summer slide, as it's called, is seen every year by teachers during the first few weeks of school, which means time they could be spending learning new things is instead being used for catching up. A Michigan school district is trying to help. Right now, the halls are quiet in Coloma. But Brenda Christenberry is trying to get kids' minds moving. This bookcase over here are the books that we put into the book vending machine. During the school year, Christenberry is a paraprofessional. As a para, I am a Title I para, which means I read with kids. The one-on-one -on -one time and the daily repetition she offers in the classroom helps early readers here make huge strides. When we see where they are, I get to do all three of those throughout the year. So we start in the beginning of the year and you get to see where they started. And then that one at the end of the year is just, you can visually see what you've done. And that is why I like the position I'm in, because I can really see where the kids are going with it. But that growth can sometimes stop in the summertime. That reading loss, that summer slide, it's a true thing. Most educators and researchers agree. A study published in 2020 found during the summer, the average student loses between 17 and 28% of their school year gains in reading. In math, it's even worse. The study found the average student loses between 25 and 34% of their math skill gains during the summer. The kids leave every every year and they do they take a little bit back because they don't they don't do a lot for six, eight weeks during the summer. Coloma Superintendent David Ehlers says when teachers return to the classroom, they'll do benchmark testing to determine what kids still know and what they need to work on. In the meantime, throughout the past several weeks, the school has partnered with the United Way to help stop the summer slide. Anything to get these kids to connect, you know, to be able to have this adventure while they're reading. The summer reading program has been holding pop-up libraries. Students can come pick out new free books and then keep them. Chris and Barry has also been delivering books to homes. My mindset was it has to be a book they can read, but it doesn't. It's a book someone reads with them, which is even sometimes more important nowadays. The hope is kids keep reading during the summer, so they come back in the fall ready to learn new things. Ehlers says the biggest indicator of student success is a parent's commitment to education. He suggests reading to your children and taking an interest in their learning. WSBT 22's Kristen Bean reporting. Most Indiana schools will have students back for fall classes this month. The list includes School City of Mishawaka and John Glenn welcoming students on Wednesday, August 10th, Elkhart and New Prairie on Thursday the 11th, South Bend St. Joseph High School on Friday the 12th, South Bend and Penn Harris Madison schools on Wednesday the 17th, and most Michigan public schools on Monday, August 29th, with a few more after Labor Day. Providing tools to drive safely is the goal behind a bipartisan bill that would help thousands of undocumented immigrants drive legally in Indiana. Goshen unanimously passed a resolution to support the bill. Elkhart Common Council member Aaron Mishler was at that meeting speaking in favor of Indiana driving cards. Mishler and other local lawmakers I spoke with say it's not a matter of immigration status, 
but public safety. Republican State Senator Blake Dorio says he's taking a practical approach to keep Hoosiers safe. He introduced a bill that would allow undocumented immigrants to get an Indiana driving card. This is not for voting purposes any way whatsoever. It is just to get the privilege to drive and buy insurance. Senator Dorio says 18 other states have passed similar bills. Those states have seen lower insurance costs for all drivers because risk goes down for uninsured driver hit and runs. Driving is, is an interactive sport, if you will, and a lot of people are uh, not so good at it. The bill would require drivers take a training course and pass a driving test. The driving cards would only be valid in the state of Indiana. Documentation is a federal issue. The state and local municipalities, we view this as a safety uh, issue. How can we make our roads safer to our residents? How can we support our businesses by making sure that their workers can get to and from work on time? The senator got feedback from the state police chiefs association who were in favor of the bill. They told him it would provide a sense of relief to see an Indiana driving card during a traffic stop. This individual is attempting to participate in society, uh, and, and it's it, it's not it's much less likely that something is going to go wrong during the stop. State Senator Dorio tells me if the bill passes, they will have to update the Bureau of Motor Vehicle Systems to make the driving cards available. That cost will be passed along through a fee to undocumented drivers getting the cards. WSBT 22's Ronnie Doss reporting. Last weekend, a new fully renovated basketball court was dedicated in Mishawaka. He spent winter days shoveling snow off a court at Heroes Park in Mishawaka, spent hours honing his craft so he could obtain his goal of getting to the NBA. Now Devin Kennedy, his name is quite literally cemented on that same court. The Orlando Magic Guard returning to Mishawaka this afternoon where Mayor Dave Wood and the Mishawaka Parks and Recreation Department dedicated Kennedy Court to the former Marion Knight. Mayor Wood proclaimed today, July 30th, Devin Kennedy Day, as well as presenting him with a key to the city. Born and raised in Mishawaka, Kennedy is the winningest basketball player in Marion history and later played collegiately at Princeton before signing as an undrafted free agent with Orlando in 2019. He's now using his professional platform to give back to the community that made him. You know, he just wanted to name the court after me, and I said, look, if we're going to do something like that, we got to do a full renovation. And so I was all about saying we can find some fundraising, raise the money, money's not a problem. Um, let's make this court a real special court in the state of Indiana. You know, as a six-year-old kid growing up playing on a crack court, you know, if I had an NBA player, if I had a role model like this to look up to, I mean, that would inspire me to do amazing things. So that's really why I pour myself, my energy, resources back into the community. It's just if I can affect one kid and change their life, their trajectory, to have hope, to, to leave Mishawaka so they in return can come back, then you did your job. And Kennedy returns to Orlando to continue training for the upcoming season and fight for a roster spot. WSBT 22's Bennett Wise reporting. Views and opinions expressed are those of the individual speaking and do not necessarily reflect the views of WSBT Radio, its staff, or management. Join us next week for Community Update on Sports Radio 960 AM, WSBT.
Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 